This is the MLW Radio Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here. OTTR headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever it is you get your podcast from with our with our latest last week of wrestling, after darts, under bosses hard taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show wrestling every coming soon so if you like what you've seen you love professional wrestling you love independent wrestling you love everything about wrestling just yourself give us a tune you know you will not regret it blackheart out Welcome to another episode of the Freeland Five, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for March the 25th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Looking forward to a very fun weekend. But today we got so many different headlines that are all over the wrestling scene. We have uh, articles from Wrestling Inc., obviously e-wrestling news as well, and many points in between. But you know what? Let's go ahead and let's get right to it. At this hour, there's big news right now coming out of WWE regarding the future of Triple H. This article is written by Matthew Carlins, and it discusses Triple H's big announcement. Now, WWE Executive Vice President of Global Talent Strategy and Development, Paul Triple H. Levesque, said he will never wrestle again. He will never wrestle another serious match due to his cardiac event he had. In a quote, he said, For me, as far as in-ring, which I get a lot, I'm done. Triple H told ESPN's Stephen A. Smith during a portion of the interview that aired Friday on First Take. I won't. I would never wrestle again. First, 
I have a defibrillator in my chest, which is probably not a good idea for me to get zapped on live TV. Now, the interview is the first time Triple H has spoken about his health problems since he's been out of the public eye since last fall. Stephen A. Smith's full interview with Triple H obviously is going to be able to prepare on the world, which is going to be an ESPN Plus uh, feature. WWE announced on September the 8th of 2021 that Triple H underwent successful heart surgery a week earlier at Yale New Haven Hospital in New Haven, Connecticut. Now, it was stated that the operation was needed after Triple H suffered a cardiac event caused by a genetic heart issue. In a comment, I had viral pneumonia, Triple H recalled. My lungs were inflamed and... As the next couple of days went by, I was able to got home, but it got increasingly worse, and my wife saw some blood that I was coughing up. I went to get checked out. I was coming I was coming out of the viral pneumonia, but I still had fluid in my lungs. I had some fluid also that was around my heart. So they followed up with it. They did an EKG and an echo, and everything seemed basically okay until they found out that my heart was only pumping at 55 to 65%. Uh, at then that point in time, we needed to take further action. There is more to this article. However, I am going to leave it at that right now. But the big news right now, Triple H will not wrestle again. Uh, he does have a defibrillator inside of his chest. This is coming from Matthew Carlin's at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Um, that's a big news story. You know, Triple H obviously is probably past the point where he wants to wrestle in the ring again, but it's always difficult for a, a wrestler to have to come to grips with the fact that they're never going to perform in the ring again. However, when you have a wife and children, you got to think about things in a little bit different of a perspective. And especially with a heart issue, you know, it's not like, you know, spinal stenosis or, injuries with your back and your knees and your neck and stuff like that. I mean, even though those are extremely serious, sometimes we can actually see wrestlers recover from something like that and actually perform at some level, if not just being a manager. But at this point in time, uh, it's, it's not a wise idea that he get back into the ring. Obviously, anytime you have a heart issue, it's, uh, it's very, very scary. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the other big story that's breaking right now. Matthew Wilkinson is reporting at this hour. Backstage news on how WWE may present Cody Rhodes. Now, these two high-profiled people within WWE want Cody Rhodes to be presented in the exact same manner that his AEW character was portrayed when he crosses over to WWE. Now, according to WrestleVotes, these two individuals have been adamant to Vince McMahon that this should happen, including his entire presentation. This ranges from his in-ring gear to his theme music and pyro. They believe that the visual impact of having the American Nightmare crossing the line from WWE, uh, from AEW, is significant. Of course, while it's being reported uh, that Cody is returning to WWE, officially nothing has been announced yet. Now, since Cody Rhodes' AEW contract came to an end, uh, he has not been seen inside a wrestling ring. Now, the three-time former TNT champion is believed to be facing Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 38 this year. Rollins is currently without an opponent for Mania, and it has turned into a major storyline on Raw the last several weeks. Rollins has claimed in a storyline that Raw will not start next week until he gets his opponent announced. Now, it's unknown whether or not Cody will be the one turning up, but if his debut will also be saved for actually WrestleMania the day. 
Now, during a recent episode of Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho seemed to almost confirm that Cody is heading back to WWE. During the introduction of his podcast episode, he claimed that he is now back with the company. In a quote, Jericho said, I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit on the wrestling business. You're going to discover how I've been able to be Chris Jericho no matter what company I'd worked for or where I'd wrestled. You'll hear how Dan Housen gets to keep his name and gimmick from a promotion to a promotion. How Cody got to reclaim Cody Rhodes from WWE, even though he's now back in WWE. So many people are excited about seeing Cody Rhodes in WWE. So many people have speculated on how Cody Rhodes will be used in WWE. Many people were really surprised after a audio clip uh, actually came up this week where Cody said, this is it for me. I'm going to retire from here. This is where I want to end my career here in AEW with Tony Khan. Now, obviously, things have changed since then. However, AEW fans are saying that that comment did not age well as Cody has since jumped ship back to WWE. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour. Paul White will portray Captain Insano in AEW. Who's Captain Insano? Fans will recall that Paul White had a famous appearance in the 1998 film The Waterboy as pro wrestler Captain Insano. Now, according to Wright, fans will get to see Captain Insano in a future AEW show. In an appearance on the Robin Brown show, White revealed that Tony Khan has secured the rights to the Captain Insano character almost a year after AEW filed the trademark for that same name. In a quote, Tony Khan and I have some pretty fun stuff coming up in the future that he and I are trying to put together, Wright said. So we've actually secured the rights to Captain Insano, and we're going to break it out. Captain Insano will be coming in in the next couple of months. That's why I'm kind of toned down a little bit on my in-ring performance as well. We're going to kind of let things settle doing the commentary work. As far as Captain Insano is, is concerned, the, the Adam Sandler Waterboy movie, I'm not sure how many people have seen that. Uh, I saw it. Now, I will admit I'm not an Adam Sandler fan, not in any way, shape, or form. However, I knew the, the movie was extremely popular, and I know Adam Sandler is popular, and his character portrayal, Paul White's character of Captain Insano, was very popular in the movie. And it's, gosh, it's been since 1998. It's been a long time. But if White is looking to go ahead and bring back that character, I think fans will enjoy it. Even the casual wrestling fan who might not necessarily watch wrestling, but if they're an Adam Sandler fan, maybe that'll be something that pulls people in. Who knows? Let's go ahead. Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour. AEW to feature a preview for something Tony Khan is excited about. AEW owner and president Tony Khan joined Sirius XM Busted Open Radio to, pre to preview AEW's Rampage, which will air tonight, which will see Ricky Starks defend the FTW World Championship against Swerve Strickland. Khan revealed that he's working forward, looking forward to not only what's coming up tonight, but also what's going to be upcoming in the weeks to come. Khan said, I'm really excited about the whole card tonight and everything we've got coming into this next week in AEW. It's going to be a huge week. I appreciate the fans so much and would like to dub this Fan Appreciation Week in AEW. I'm going to make sure that we have a great card tonight on Rampage and great cards to come. 
you know, not only do I really appreciate everything the fans do in terms of attending live events, but also the fans around the world who watch our weekly TV shows. I'm just going to make this as special as possible, and we're going to load up the cards, and I'm going to tell you right now, I will still be active out there trying to sign free agents, not only the best male free agents, but also the best female free agents, and also going to work hard as possible as I can to always continue to develop young new talent. That's the most important thing of all, and making sure I listen to the fans. All right, so what's going to happen with this? Um, you know, not only the Captain Insano thing that we were, were talking about a moment ago, but Tony Khan is always looking to find ways to not only shock the wrestling world, but to make wrestling fun for wrestling fans. And I'll be honest with you, that's the problem WWE has had for so many years is that fans just aren't pumped up and excited about their product. It seems very repetitive. It seems very predictable. There's no spontaneity in their product. And honestly, they have talent, but they squander their talent and then they release them from their contracts. And that seems to be the continuous uh, the narrative when it comes to WWE. So I think what Tony's trying to do is trying to be something as an alternative option for people who might be tired of, of what is being presented to them with other wrestling promotions and trying to look at a way that we can make things a little bit, bit more exciting. So very interesting with that. We'll have to find out more. What's your thoughts on this? Are you excited about AEW when they continue to have new people sign on with the company? Or do you think at the end of the day, it gets a little old? Who knows? Here's something that also I find to be interesting on the line with Cody Rhodes. The backstage reaction to people denying that Cody Rhodes is actually with a or with WWE. As noted, we had been reporting uh, that Cody Rhodes had signed with WWE and will be appearing either at the Raw uh, after WrestleMania or at WrestleMania as well. According to reports, Rhodes will be facing off against Seth Rollins at the show. No, so far. He hasn't appeared on television to build any type of match with Seth Rollins. However, Seth Rollins is threatening to hold Raw hostage next week if he is not given the name of an opponent. Now, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that the current storyline with Rollins being unable to get a WrestleMania card match is internally as WWE trying to end everything with a match with Rhodes. Now, there were reports last week that Cody had signed a contract roughly 10 to 14 days ago. While some in WWE are denying that that's the case, at least one person in WWE suggested that it's silly for them to still be downplaying it. It remain, remains to be unknown whether Cody or not will be appearing at this upcoming Monday Night Raw in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or he will hold off until returning at WrestleMania itself. Despite people not wanting to believe it, many also within WWE believe that it's going to be a planned surprise swerve, so so many people are excited once he comes in. I will also tell you, it is the greatest kept, not kept secret. We all know what's going on. He's going in. I, you know, and I read another article that said that WWE is trying to use these teasers, much like AEW used teasers for when CM Punk came in. Dropping subtle hints here and there on television, but yet not really coming out and saying it. Well, let's be honest. We knew when he left AEW that he was going to go back. He wasn't going to be part of the Ring of Honor. He clearly wasn't going to go to Impact Wrestling. We knew that he'd already done stuff with New Japan, 
So we were just kind of basically wondering where was Cody, when was Cody really going to end up? And obviously it's going to be at WrestleMania. You know, Cody's sister even said that her late father would be very proud to see what Cody is doing. So I, I can't imagine it being anything other than a really big deal. And in the world of wrestling, as of right now, what is a bigger deal? It's There's nothing. It's WrestleMania. That's really the big thing. It's the Super Bowl of pro wrestling, and that's what would probably make Dusty very proud. All right, moving on. Uh, Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Backstage news on the Battle Royals at this year's WrestleMania. Now, as many people know, currently right now, there hasn't been anything or any plans regarding the annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. So why isn't there one? Well, earlier this month, it was reported that there were definitely no more plans to have an Andre the Giant mem uh, Memorial Battle Royal. With that being said, a women's battle royal was in fact planned at one point. The idea several weeks ago was to hold the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at either a Raw or a SmackDown in Dallas, Texas. Well, really hasn't ever come to fruition, and it really was never announced. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, there's now been no talk of having either Battle Royal taking place, especially at WrestleMania. It's also been noted that while there may be enough men to fill the match, there's definitely not enough women who are on the roster to fulfill that match. Did you like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. Or was it just kind of like, okay, interesting. I, I I never necessarily felt like it was a an integral part of WrestleMania. I felt like it was card filler. Some people may not like me for saying that, but I felt like it was card filler. It was just another way to get as many people on the WrestleMania card as possible. Did it necessarily have some significance as far as what was going to happen down the line for the winner? Not necessarily, but it was just a way so many people could probably get a payday. All right, let's talk about Paige Van Zandt. Now, yesterday's episode of the Freeland Five, we talked about Paige Van Zandt. Obviously, she was uh, being trained by Gangrel. Now we're finding out by Ryan Clark of E-Wrestling News that Paige Van Zandt may be taking some time away from AEW. According to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Paige Van Zandt wasn't backstage at W or at AEW's Wednesday Night Dynamite and Rampage tapings and is not expected to be around anytime soon. As reported earlier this week, Van Zant recently signed on to fight uh, with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Now, there will be a fight taking place on July 9th in London, and will she will be headlining the show. So, But an, op an opponent has not been announced yet. So as excited as we are to see Paige Van Zant, it looks like she may be taking several months off to go ahead and prepare for her upcoming fight. I'm not familiar with bare knuckle fighting i'm a you know bellator ufc um all elite xc at, at the time when that still existed with cbs sports i'm not familiar with this but she's gonna be taking some time away to prepare for fights i think that's the biggest reason why people go to aew is because they can have outside projects going on that will take them away from the company for a while and if you're in WWE, they do not want that to happen. The rare exceptions may be somebody like a Ronda Rousey. If she were to do another fight again, they would probably just do a lot of cross-promoting with that, hyping her up. So, interesting. Ryan Clark is also writing in. 
Um, and this is a very interesting story. Ty Conti poses in a very risque photo of herself in bed with Sammy Guevara and the TNT Championship. Now, Sammy and Ty Conte weren't lying when they told Dan Lambert on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite that they had done something dirty in the bedroom with the TNT Championship when it had been around his waist. The segment began with Guevara and Conti coming out the ring to cut a promo. Sammy would go on to talk about the holy shit chance he often receives during his matches and admitted that he uh, has been told he can't continue his current style forever. Despite how good he is at it, his bump card will fill up soon. Out comes Dan Lambert along with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and they promoted their faction along with Page Van Zant. He would say that Page doesn't visit a shit-stained city like Austin, Texas, and added that Van Zant is the reason Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pockets all the time. Lambert would go on to refer to Sammy as Tiny Tim and Conte as Lucha Horace. Now, things got real interesting when Conti ended up telling Lambert that they know that they've been living in his head rent-free. Guevara then grabbed the microphone and told Lambert that he had an idea um, of what may be happening when you kiss that belt. Lambert kissed the belt. Lambert said what? And he said, you might not want to do that after you know what we've done with that belt. There's also a picture um, of Ty Conte with Sammy Guevara. It has been posted on social media. They are both presumably naked on the bed with the TNT championship in between them. So yeah, that's a thing. All right, moving on here. Ryan Clark is also reporting at this hour, some new, new news on AEW ticket sales. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, next week's AEW dynamite in Columbia, South Carolina has 3,900 tickets still remaining. The Ring of Honor Super Show on April 4th in Garland, Texas, only has about 1,100 tickets out right now. Now, AE Dynamite in Boston, Massachusetts on April 6th has 5,227 tickets out. The show is, in fact, sold out. AEW Dynamite in New Orleans on April the 14th has about 2,800 tickets out. AEW Rampage and Battle of the Belts in Garland, Texas, again, has about 2,800 tickets out. AEW in Pittsburgh has about 4,800 tickets out. And AEW Dynamite in Philadelphia has about 4,600 tickets out. You know, it doesn't surprise me, and, and there's more in this article as well, and you can you can read this as well. This is over at uh, E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark does an amazing job. AEW, I feel like they're doing a great job because they're picking venues that they know that they can sell out. They're not picking huge venues where it's going to be a struggle or they're going to have to paper the event. It's going to be a very intimate setting, and, and that's their goal. You know, much like Ring of Honor, they're trying to make it look as packed as possible without making an arena look empty. They're not going to be bigger than what they think they should be, especially at this time in the company. It's only been around 36 months, and I think it takes time, and I think Tony Khan realizes it too. Yes, we may have a few shows like the United Center or the Arthur Ashe Stadium, um, but other than that, AEW probably is no more than about a 5,000, 6,000 uh, ticket seated arena at a time. 10,000 plus, I just don't think, unless it's a major pay-per-view, that you're going to do something like that. They're going to have to start out small right now because the general wrestling fan or the average wrestling fan, or we even call them the casual wrestling fan, some of them still don't even know that AEW is a thing. 
So they're going to have to build, they're going to have to build their product up a little bit more, but five, 6,000 seed arenas, I think is definitely within their wheelhouse. Now let's go ahead and let's take a look. Uh, Ryan Clark is also reporting at this hour how WWE ticket sales are selling right now. Uh, next week's SmackDown in WWE Hall of Fame 2022 has 10,000 tickets out with 1,600 available on the secondary market. WWE NXT Stand and Deliver in Texas has about 3,700 tickets already done. The event is set up for about 5,300. So there's about 1,500 uh, tickets on the secondary market. Now, there are currently 60,856 tickets out for WrestleMania Night 1 and 58,449 tickets out for WrestleMania Night 2. Now, the stadium is currently set up to hold 65,268 each night. So there are about 7,700 tickets available for Night 1 and 8,800 tickets available for Night 2. For something like WrestleMania, um, if it's set up to have 65, 66,000 and there's almost 10,000 tickets that are still out there available. They got a week. They got a week to go ahead and bridge that gap. Now, with a Cody coming in facing Seth Rollins, do we think that could pick up as far as ticket sales and close the gap? I think it could. But I'm really interested to see uh, how they're going to present him. So, all right, Ryan Clark is also reporting at this hour. Former ECW star and Impact star Rhino reveals how much longer he plans on wrestling, and he's talked also about what the plans are as far as Impact Wrestling tapings. During a recent appearance on the Incest Culture with Denise Salcedo, uh, Impact Wrestler star Rhino commented on how much longer he plans on wrestling in the ring and how it's been like working with Honor No More in Impact and more. On working with Honor No More and Impact, Rhino would say, well, I don't feel too good when they're punching me in the face or hitting me with kendo sticks or whatever it may be. But some of these guys, like the first match with Vinny, had in Ring of Honor with me. Watching Taven and Kenny King and all these types of guys grow because I was there in their early years in 2000. And for two and a half years, watching these guys come in and grow and become main eventers and champions. As far as the importance of Impact having working relationships with other companies, Rhino would say, Oh sure, for the wrestling fan it's very important. I understand why WWE doesn't do it. Maybe they'll do it here and there on a small scale, like Mickey James was in the Royal Rumble, and that was great. It's not easy as it may seem. I think with TV contracts and all the other stuff WWE has going on, they don't think they have the ability to do it. And as far as his future goals, when he plans to stop wrestling, Rhino would go on to say, hopefully, God willing, I will have about five more years in the wrestling business. I want to slowly taper off and then move into more behind the scenes as a producer. And that's the thing. Uh, my compass will tell me it will point to when it's time to head for the hills and go ahead and retire. So you're going to have to go ahead and look at it. My goal is five years and then slowly begin to work in another department. Go around the hills and valleys and stuff until I get to that point. Along the way, work with people and try to help boost their careers and help them get on the journey and the path that they're supposed to take. Great article right here on eWrestling News. Once again, support Ryan Clark. Support all of the... Uh, journalists who write this stuff i'm very very happy to promote them because they all deserve it 
So many things happening. Let me know what your thoughts are on today's headlines so far. Are you digging them? Are you enjoying them? Are you enjoying the Freeland 5? Love to know what you think about that. Guys, that's going to do it for the Freeland 5 for today, March the 25th, 2022. Also, don't forget, today we also have two great other episodes that are going to be coming out. I have an interview on Future Stars Now with the main event, great tag team from the Northeast. They have made many stops along the way, specifically with PPW, uh, which is in Pennsylvania. Check out that interview. That should be available to download soon. And the interview I had on Front Row Material with the Spanish Announce Team, also known as SAT. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, great stories about being trained by Mikey Whipwreck and their interactions with Amazing Red. So please download that. And if you don't mind, we'd always love to, to grab some more people and listen to our shows. Go ahead and tag us and uh, retweet and tag some of your friends as well. And if they love wrestling, hopefully they can love some of our shows as well. All right. With that being said, hope you guys have a great weekend. Look for more content to be coming out next week. For right now, I'm Mike Freeland, and this has been the Freeland Five. The world of 